0: hey matt
1: oh we are so back (laughs) what's going on how are you it's
0: been two months i don't even recognize you
1: yeah i know right i'm so much older and wiser
0: yeah well this is episode 100
1: 100
0: so that's how wise you are
1: exactly yeah i've got 100 episodes of wisdom to, to share
0: learnings to share
1: yeah exactly (laughs) Oh man It's been quite a while Since we've recorded It feels like a lot Has happened In in not very much time I mean it's been The whole summer So
0: Well that's it I mean you got back From Portugal And we had These grandiose plans Of like Recording a live episode Yeah And so yeah So you came over To my place You brought your microphone We started drinking beer And that's all we did (laughs) 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 Yeah. Yeah No episode.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, I think originally, one hundred was going to be some kind of retrospective. I, I kind of had some ideas for like what I'd learned and experiences I had, but at the end of the day, like I don't know, I couldn't think of anything really interesting to share. Like, what would be more interesting is if I had something that was working, <laughs> 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 rather than like look Matt, look at Matt Wallow and his feelings and try to get stuff, to stuff done in freelance. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i know exactly we, we made such a big deal about it then then we never pulled the trigger because it was too daunting yeah
1: yeah we built we built it up too much
0: yeah so this is it this is all you're getting people yeah exactly
1: <laughs> well here congratulations mark you we, we you did it 100 episodes thank
0: you congratulations matt you thank did you. it fucking did it i'll get you a little trophy
1: yeah, a transistor should uh, should send should detect that and send that automatically to be yeah. like you have a hundred episodes.
0: Seriously, yeah, we should contact Justin.
1: Yeah, let him know he's fucking up.
0: All right, so the big question is: Was it worth it? A hundred episode.
1: Yeah, absolutely. For me, it was. <laughs> I I love doing the podcast. It's my I love talking with you. I I I love having you as a friend and as a mentor. And like I love seeing how you think and how you get stuff done and you're so non-judgmental like i i love talking with you and i think that i think that our audience maybe gets as much out of hearing you and your stories and your input on things as much as i do so fuck yeah it was worth it
0: thanks jeez yeah <laughs> i was expecting that <laughs> <laughs> no i
1: i love our podcast i really enjoy it
0: yeah me too yeah love love chatting with you um and like knowing that we're going to record forces me to think about all these things like during the week, like to like, and when I'm doing my weekly review, like, you know, am I working on the right things? So yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to another hundred.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm excited to see how both of us will grow and change and what will change and what will stay the same.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's, I've, I've discovered there's quite a few benefits of, of uh, podcasting. Like Like I've been invited to to be on other podcasts and I'm sure it's most likely because, you know, they were able to listen to ours and see like, do we want this person on the podcast? <laughs> so, you know, it gives you like a bit of validation. Like, yeah, I I have things to talk about. You might want me on your podcast. So been good. Yeah. And recently I got into uh, work in progress, like whip, Co. It's like, a, I don't know that one. Yeah. It's, it's built by an indie hacker. Um, and it's like a small community, uh, but it's invite only. Uh, so like recently I, I wanted to get into it and yeah, a listener reached out to the founder and like privately vouched for me, like said, yeah, oh, wow. you, you should let this person in. That's awesome. <laughs> so I skipped the queue. I, I got in right away. Yeah. So y- yet what another, is it? Uh, it's uh basically it's, it's like, it's WIP. So it stands for work in progress and it's basically... Um, it's a way to like publicly share your to-do and it's mostly what you've done. So, and there's like a little streak kind of gamification. So like if you post something every day, like your counter goes up and, um, uh, and there's a tiny little leaderboard on the homepage that just shows like the top 25, I think. So, but otherwise there's like, there's, there's forums where you can ask questions or where you can launch, where you can, um. Uh, introduce yourself or yeah it's a it's it's a cool little community great yeah because yeah I've been I've been trying to find like the right community online and I'm I feel like I have a hard time finding like they're fine when they're small and then they start growing and then after that it just becomes this self-promotional shit show everyone's there with their fucking product hunt launch and yeah it just becomes a marketing channel yeah I mean yeah it's sad but true so yeah, so I was I was hoping this would be different. It is so far, but at the same time, it's it's not it's not really a place where you can just chat with people. Like I, there is a Telegram, but uh, it seems pretty dead. There's not much going on.
1: If I had a criticism of the microconf Slack, I would give it that same criticism of people aren't really chatting there. But if you had a if you had a problem or a topic to bring. And you posted it, people would definitely answer you. Like it's yeah. a great information hub. It's just not a chatty hub.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I would say that's probably true of of Whip also. Like uh, if you ask a question, like it get it gets answered. You get you get people's feedback. So so people are are logging in every day. You know, I mean, part of it they're logging in to to post their, what they've done. Right, and there's it's like you know Peter Levels is there and he's super active. He's there every day. I think is his ongoing streak is like 1500 days. Like (laughs) he's on the top of the leaderboard. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I got an invite if you want in.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't think I'm cool enough, but I'll take it. Get get me in the queue. Maybe by the time I make it to the top of the queue, I'll have something interesting to share.
0: (laughs) So yeah, yeah, I I agree.
1: I think there's lots of benefits to podcasting. Like I've made friends that want to talk to me and want to hear about how I'm doing, which is really cool. I, uh, I guess I often think that I'm not, I don't share a lot on Twitter because I feel, I just have an internal bias that what I'm working on isn't interesting, but the podcast ends up being those in lieu of those tweets that I don't share. And there's people out there who listen to us and hi, I love you all. I think you're great.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm always, I'm always surprised when I, I chat with someone and oh yeah, I I started listening to your podcast and it's like, I still don't believe it. It's like, really? People listen? (laughs) Yeah, so it's super
1: great to catch up with listeners, and yeah, I guess this is just my form of Twitter. because I just, I would just prefer to put out a podcast than I would make a tweet.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm definitely more building in public on the podcast than than on Twitter. So, how was your summer? It's been good. Yeah, yeah it's been it's been two months right since we last recorded.
1: Yeah, I, I checked the last one was the end of June.
0: <laughs> uh, oh yeah! Wow. Yeah. No. Exactly. Like I've. I've been, I've been chilling. <laughs> I've been taking it easy for the summer. Um, went camping, um, just spending time with the family and the dog. <laughs> Great. Yeah. I bought myself a new toy. So I've been reading a lot. Like it's a, it's a Kindle scribe. So it's, it's like, you you know what the Amazon Kindle is. Right. But well, this one is like, it's like over 10 inches in diameter like so it's really big and but it comes with a pen also so it's meant for drawing or or journaling or writing or or you can annotate pdfs with it so i'm using it for like for writing also and for drawing mind maps or just doodling like just uh so yeah so that's what i'm doing during the summer just reading a lot and uh yeah thinking (laughs) thinking what's what's the year what what am i going to be doing this year yeah, I
1: I feel like we, maybe we brought this up last summer, but it's important to send the monthly reminder of, or the yearly reminder of, in Canada, look, like, it snows a lot here. It's very <laughs> cold. It's not fun to be outside. So when, like, when end of May comes around, all you want to do is be outside relaxing and enjoying the weather before you go back to sleep in, you know, October. Because already, like, like, it's September 5th today. And I looked at the forecast and it's, you know, it's a heat wave right now, but by the end of the week, mm-hmm. high at 20, like it's <laughs> say yeah. goodbye to the summer because it's, it's over, it's on its way out. So you got to get outside and, and get that rest, get that summertime rest exactly. when, when the getting's good.
0: Yeah. And barbecuing with friends and absolutely. Yeah. Just maximize it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, every second you got to be grateful for it because it's not a lot, not around for very long.
0: So how about you? What have you been up to?
1: Oh man, <laughs> been busy. So uh, let's just take you on the dime tour. So uh, moved back to Montreal. I'm back in Canada now. Yay. Portugal, was am- yay. Portugal was amazing. I want to go back. I don't know why I left. It's stupid here. It's expensive and you have to tip and the tax is really high, it's <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> After I came back from, so in Portugal, when we were living in Lisbon, my wife and I cooked maybe two meals, uh, and I—I I am a big cook. Like I cook every night, but their eating out was was so reasonable. I won't say it was cheap; it was just reasonable. Um, that our grocery budget was like seventy dollars, thirty of which was booze to, to drink at home, and then the the other, like you know, we were spending quite a lot of money um, on dining out. Okay. But so I came back, and I wasn't expecting to keep that same lifestyle, but. I had no food in the fridge and I had to order some takeout. And I was so sad at the amount of money I had to pay for such little crappy food. I I think within 48 hours of coming back to Canada, I declared war on the restaurant industry. <laughs> so I tracked my budget pretty closely. And for the month of August, my dining out budget was zero dollars. I was like, for August, I'm not eating out. I'm going to get into the habit of just eating at home. And it worked so i i I splurged on a barbecue and uh the place i'm living now is quite close to costco so the default now is people are like oh let's hang out i said great come over we're having a barbecue or great come over like we're getting we'll buy beer at the grocery store and we'll drink in my kitchen um and it's so far it's working great so uh i'm doubling down so i'm working on building a, a a keg fridge that has taps on it so i'm I'm buying a freezer and I'm buying a bunch of kit to convert a freezer into a beer tap station.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, my my sister-in-law just did this recently.
1: Okay. Yeah, so, uh, so I'm working on that. That's one of my next projects. Um, so, yeah, so came back, moved in. That took quite a while, uh, as moving always does, but our stuff more or less survived. Getting situated, buying plants, buying furniture, getting outfitted. Uh, I was working at okay so i live pretty close to what we work so i've just been working out of the we work not a big problem so was working at we work one day and someone sits down next to me and i keep my liquids very far away from my computer so my coffee is kind of off to my right and my water glass is off to my right left and the guy next to me gesticulates wildly i don't know but he takes the he hits my water glass that is full and pours it directly onto my laptop. Oh, So, like, how, how much? How many cups of water? It's like two cups of water. Like, it's a ton of liquid. And more water couldn't have gotten onto the computer if, like, if you pointed a hose at the damn thing.
0: So, like, the table was perfectly dry?
1: <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, thank God, like, this giant funnel exists that is a computer to take all this water. So, I... Freaked, uh, and you know, you go through the motions of like turn the thing off, and I would take the battery out, but it's a laptop, it's a uh, MacBook, so you turn it upside down, turn it off, and the guy's like, Oh my god, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, and I can't even hear him because I'm so upset, so I'm just like, I need a minute, man, so I just like go to the corner and just sit there and like think through what needs to happen next. So, long story short, the computer still works, but I've had liquid damage on computers before, and they become time bombs, so once. Right. Once they get wet, I mean, who knows how long they'll last. So I went to the Apple Store to assess the damage, and he was like, "Yeah, I mean, it is." He he. The assessment was uh, the amount of money it would cost to replace the components that got liquid damage. You're better off just buying a new computer. So um, so that sucks. So uh, and you know, I'm just at a co-working space. So this guy isn't any money. He's just like, "Oh, sorry, man. Like, I, I don't know what to do." I don't know how, to, how to help how to help you. So uh, I tried to get a little bit of money out of them. Did't work. So <laughs> um, so that became a very interesting discussion about the cost of the hardware that we use when we go to co- go to places like co-working spaces. So like I'm using I'm working on a MacBook, and like, you know, it's not cheap, brand new. I think it was like thirty five hundred or something like that Uh, because it was the newest model but like thinking about it that's a terrible idea like what if you were wearing a rolex and somebody was like give me your watch like it's the same level of investment for something so going forward i haven't bought a new computer i'm gonna wait for this one to fail but i need to think a lot harder about insurance for things like this. Like I don't have insurance because it's just me. It's just my computer. And I I guess I, to be fair, I made an assumption about what insurance would be like, but I need to be thinking a lot more about the cost of the hardware, how portable it is and what the, uh, what insurance would cost because this is my livelihood. I can't go without a computer. Like if I'm, if if my computer was like broken, really broken, I'd be fucked. I wouldn't even be able to make any money. So, uh, so as soon as that happened, I messaged my old (laughs) client my old NFT client and said, Hey, I'm suddenly available for work. (laughs) (laughs) I hadn't planned on freelancing, but I was thinking like, I need to build up a fund of of money that I, you know, I have my expenses pretty, my financial uh, runway is very well accounted for. So I said, I need to make a bit more money to supplement and make sure that I have a computer fund. So I came on and ended up doing, I think I probably did two and a half weeks of work maybe a bit more I did some development and then they were running a mint so I came online and I managed that for them because the founder got into a motorcycle accident and like oh. seriously broke his shoulder and needed uh, needed surgery so uh, he asked me to manage the deployment and release of the they, they, their game runs in seasons and at the end of each season they deploy new simulators they, just, they deploy all sorts of things they mint new players so I ran, I was the quarterback for that whole process. So that was an intense week and a half. Plus uh, I, I wrote some automations for them, but that was great. I made a bunch of money. I have money in my new computer account. So I'm, I'm ready to go forward. So that's good. Um, sadly, it did, uh, <laughs> it did derail me a little bit. I, you know, I'm not that interested in taking freelance work right now. I have enough money that I'm okay. Right. But yeah, it was not great. So that that work wrapped up. And uh, I had an interesting offer. So um, the, so I talked a while ago about the e-commerce guys I met when I was living in Victoria. So the, they had an idea for an AI product that I hacked together a real simple proof of concept for. And they were interested in taking it to market. But I was very hesitant because I had a lot of trouble getting in front of the people who we would be selling this to. So uh, I had been working on the Chrome extension for a while, and I got some. Fe- I I ran an alpha, and I got some feedback, some negative feedback that I was <laughs> working on uh, fixing. And then these guys came back and said, "Hey, uh, so one of these one of my partners is a moderator in a Learn to Sell on Amazon course, a big one. And he had spoke to the founder of the course, and he said he had mentioned, you know, hey, uh, I I have this product I've been working on." And the founder of the course said, I'll let you sell into my course. I'll let you sell to my students. So a very unique opportunity for distribution came up, which is very cool. So uh, so we talked a little bit and I said, okay, sure. I'm willing, to, I, I'm willing to take a chance and spend a week, week and a half hacking together something. And let's use it to get conversations with people. Um, but I need help. I need help with the conversation part. So over the last week and a half, I hacked together a... A prototype, and it works pretty well. It's it's a very cool little piece of software. Basically, you can you create an account, go in, and you can just drop in a uh, an Amazon URL, and I take that, I figure out what product it is. It's different varieties, and I pull all the reviews, and then I have some machine learning. Well, like I, I call, I'm just calling OpenAI in the in the MVP, but I'm calling OpenAI and getting uh, suggestions for how to improve the product. So it works very well, it's very redundant, it's, it's awesome. Uh, so I just finished that, I took it to prod yesterday uh, and the guys are playing with it. They've got some ideas for improvements, but I'm kind of like putting the brakes on now of like, it's great that you see it and you think it's cool, but like we need to be thinking, we need to be having conversations with people. Um, so I've been going out to Facebook groups myself to try to like meet some people and talk to people, uh, but I haven't had much luck. So I'm really leaning on my partners at this point of just like, Hey, come on. Like we, we got to get this together. So right. we'll see where that, we'll see where that goes. Yeah. I have hope, but, um, I really need their help and we'll see how committed they are. If they're able to, uh, to deliver.
0: Yeah. I've had experience where with partners where, yeah, they, they don't want to start marketing until the product is perfect. It's like, no, 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 just add these new features. And if you had this, it would be, it would be perfect. And it's like, yeah, I, I could keep going like this for months. Like,
1: <laughs> So yeah, so we'll see where that goes. Uh, I mean, the, what I've built is really cool, and it works very well. So uh, it, it, I'm not really interested in making many more improvements. Um, but we'll, we'll see where it goes from there. Um, so yeah, other than that, I've been working on the Chrome extension. That was really fun. I got the Chrome extension. I now I know how to build a friggin' Chrome extension, which has been like a, the bane of my existence for a long time. I, but now I figured it out. I understand how it works, uh, and I've got something nice. So one of the other really useful things that happened was when I was building this Chrome extension, I didn't use TypeScript because I thought like, oh, I don't like, I don't need it. It's not that big of a deal. And as soon as I got to a certain amount of code, I'm like, oh man, changing this thing is really hard. Like, wish I had types. That would really help. <laughs> so, and I had tried to learn TypeScript forever ago. And I don't know why I had a mental block about it, but I was like, ah, it's not working. I don't like it. And then I said, all right, cool. I'm just going to like play around with this. And in the, while I was saying like, maybe I'll convert it to TypeScript, I managed to find, I don't know how i missed this before, but I found a Chrome extension starter, a free one. And it's very modern and great. So you can just like, it has a couple of examples in it and it has the build system all set up. It uses Vite and and, uh, React and TypeScript and it throws it all together. So I just ported my application over to TypeScript into this. And now my development experience is so much smoother. Oh my God. I can really move way, way faster, which is awesome. So uh, I'm looking at that Chrome extension and saying, okay, cool, like I've been using it. And it falls over in in a significant number of ways. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, sometimes searching is, you don't often get good results or, you know, it's just the way you interact with ChatGPT is not quite the way you'd interact with Google. But I think there's still something there, but this, the negative feedback I've had has just been like, not great. So I don't know if I'll continue with it or not.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: so yeah, so where I am now, so and since I finished development of that MVP, uh, I'm thinking about what to work on next. Do I want to keep hacking on the, um, the Chrome extension? Do I want to, where, where do I want to go next? So I was having this discussion with my wife the other day, and it was really off the back of, uh, I've been listening to Ben Ornstein and Adam Waddens' new podcast, Hackers Incorporated. And part of me has been thinking, like, maybe I need to be, maybe Rob Walling was right. Like Maybe, maybe I should be stair-stepping. <laughs>
0: is that why he keeps repeating it
1: <laughs> on one of the latest episodes ben said something in a way that i guess i needed to hear it which was maybe you need to think about trying to drive traffic to anything like at a great place to start is can you drive traffic to something that's free so i was thinking about that and you know he gave an example of i know he did some rails testing and some other things so i was thinking like you know what maybe that's a good point like can I drive traffic to something that's free? So I was thinking about the Chrome extension, but then I started to think more about Render, the platform as a service that I've been using for my client. And I was thinking, well, I mean, could I write an ebook about Render? Is that something that I could do? But then even before that, like, can I start a blog for Render that actually gets traffic? Is that something that I could do? So I've been thinking, maybe I should, you know, it's still early, uh, there's still a lot of things that people are trying to do. Um, I run the render subreddit, there's there's nobody on there. <laughs> I post things from time to time, but I've been thinking like, well, you know, this would be a good exercise to, to, I've never been able to, I've never driven traffic to anything. Like I ran some ads once for, or, you know, I've read ads a couple of times, um, but that's really it. So it's like, maybe I can learn a little bit about SEO by trying to start a render blog, for example and just try to figure out how to drive traffic to it. So I posed this question to you. I, I've i been thinking about, yeah, trying to, like, maybe that's the, maybe I need to start on that base level step of learn to drive traffic to something, something free, and starting with something like Render. And I was curious to get your thoughts on that.
0: I didn't listen to that episode, so I'm, I'm not sure exactly the context in which they, they said it. But when you say drive traffic to something, is it are you creating demand for something or this free thing that you have like has demand and you just have to share it in places where the people who who need it are like what did they mean by drive traffic
1: i think about it in terms of i think it could be either i think if the ultimate test is to build something that people want then it's easier to tap into something that people are already searching for and service an existing need rather than like you should be doing things this way or something
0: yeah because if it's SEO like most likely you'll target keywords that are that have high intention people are trying to do something in render and there's your article that helps them do that because I always like I don't know I, I mean I'm I hate marketing, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so like, <laughs> said I, with the bias of yeah. I hate marketing.
0: So often I get this feeling of like the used car salesman, right? It's like, oh yeah, I'm just going to get people to to buy a car that they don't they don't need and right, it's like really hard selling and I sort of get that feeling when when someone says, "Oh yeah, I'm just going to learn how to drive traffic to something." It's like, yeah, but I don't know, is it is it good traffic is it uh i don't know i i i guess i i like to believe that no you can create something that solves a problem and then you just have to show it to the right people and they're gonna they're gonna use it
1: i guess part of my problem is i don't i don't know what it is that people want i i mean like yeah like i i don't i'm not embedded in any niches i've i feel like i've (laughs) i feel like i've uh mind all of the hobbies that I have for, for possibilities of how to make money. I just don't know what people want. I don't even have any ideas.
0: I mean, the the render blog sounds like a good idea. Like, I'm I'm assuming there must be other people out there that have encountered the same problems that you encountered and you solved. So for SEO purposes, like there's going to be people searching for that solution and we'll find it. Is that... Is that what they mean by drive traffic to something? Because I mean, that's going to be slow, right? Like one article that solves one problem in render, like, and you, you submit it to, to Google, like it's, it's going to take a while before you get traffic. Yeah, sure. sure. Right. But then you might share it on Reddit, share it uh, on Hacker News. I guess in my mind, it's how can I create something
1: of value and let people know that it's there? Cause it could be, that could be sharing it in a couple of like watering holes where people hang out or it could be, I mean, it could be SEO. That, that really is just a, an, a, an exercise of how do I find an answer to something? I, I Google something, I need to know more about it or I have a problem and and how do I reach Matt's thing? Or not how, you know, you're not looking for Matt's thing, but what, what shows up when I search for those things? Cause you're right, g- generating domain authority so that you show up might be difficult or it might take a while.
0: Yeah, exactly. It'll take, it'll take a while. But if you're like, if you're helping people do something in render, I think it will get shared. And whenever somebody asks the question, someone in a Slack group or in a forum is going to say, Oh yeah, I've, i I found this article that, that helps you do it. So you'll naturally get backlinks from places. And...
1: Yeah. And I guess that's kind of what I'm hoping. Like, finding people online that are using render and figuring out how to help them and yeah, I'm building things to continue to help those people and help myself because yep. I'm using render all the time for my own products or my own projects. I'm running into problems and fixing them and yeah, like I can write, I can write small articles, give away code snippets and gists and little tools that I can write for myself that help diagnose some of these problems.
0: Yep. I mean, I think, yeah, that's, that's a good, that's a good project. Thanks. Because you can start small, right? Write One article that solves one problem and you should be able to test whether anybody finds that useful. I mean, it's, I guess, I guess that's driving traffic to something. I just, when you say on its own, it sounds kind of, kind of icky. I'm going to drive traffic to something. But I mean, no, if it's, you write a blog post and then you share it everywhere.
1: And like, and have the thing that I write be relevant to users of the product that say, oh yeah, that I... This is useful because it's one thing to just be like, oh, how to make the render UI purple. Then everyone will be, people will look at it and be like, that is not relevant to me. I'm not going to click on it.
0: Right. No, exactly. Like there's a, yeah, whatever problem you've encountered, most likely someone else has encountered. If you could catch people when they, when they encountered that problem for the first time, they'll, they'll be happy to find your article. And then if there's a call to action at the end to like sign up their newsletter for more render tips and tricks.
1: Yeah, because I'm just thinking at this point, like I'm rethinking the approach that I've had and I'm trying to imagine how can how do I see myself stair-stepping and the types of problems that people have around render. Because I could do the same thing with Java. Like we've, we've kind of laughed before about like how to make Java cool again or Java oh, yeah. for indie hackers, um, which is hilarious and awesome. Because like, I feel like in the last while I mentioned that I'm doing Java and people just like laugh in my face. <laughs> Like, as
0: they should yeah
1: <laughs> ow <laughs> it's like I remember when PHP was the butt of the joke yeah and like I feel like a couple years ago yeah a couple, cool years, again. A- yeah, a couple years ago I was like oh yeah like you know like oh Laravel, lot, lot of people are talking about this getting a lot of traction and now it's like you like semi make that same joke and people are like what the hell man PHP is totally fine and you're like oh, okay well I'm a Java developer so it's fine and they're like oh you piece of shit <laughs> like what did i do to you
0: yeah well yeah you should you should create the laravel for java jaravel
1: <laughs> j <Jay> laravel <laughs> laravel for j i don't know <laughs> all the idioms but yeah like i i guess i'm i'm trying to rethink how it's been going cuz i so um i followed your lead and i've been doing weekly and monthly retrospectives and I don't know what I was fucking thinking, like not having a plan coming into the week of like, "Hmm, what am I going to work on today? It's like, no man, like I kind of had, now I have a Sunday night, Monday morning ritual of like, all right, well let's take a look at the bigger goals, figure out, plan that out for the week. When am I going to do X and Y and how does that work? And then, um, and then at the end of the week saying, how did it go? Did I follow my plan? What happened? What came up? What worked? What didn't? And how does that change how you plan for next week? Like the retrospective is so important. Yeah. Uh, and then especially monthly as well because like you really uh i feel like I'm, I'm not like hurt on myself at the end of the month i can look back at the week or at the month and say okay so i really wanted to do more clothes shopping that's one of my goals and it's like all right well how did i why did that not get accomplished like what happened and wh- how did i lose that time or how did i Did I not schedule it properly like what what happened um, and yeah, just kind of really being accountable to it and not, and, you know, not placing blame, but just being really frank about, yeah, you know, I got really drunk on Friday and I was, <laughs> and I was supposed to go on Saturday, but I was hung over. I don't know. Um, and saying, okay, well, you know, that's okay. It's okay to like, you know, release some, some pressure, but maybe that means you need to schedule your clothes shopping for Sunday
0: instead of Saturday. Exactly. As an that's example. it. Yeah. Next week you block off a time that's not after. Exactly. Hanging out with friends. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. So I've been really looking at my plans and saying, you know, I want to be, I want to be really honest about how it's been going. So like, I mean, look, like let's get real. Like if you've been, if you're listening to this podcast and you've been listening for a while, you've heard me talk about making progress and floundering, or I need to stop saying floundering. I feel like I've, I haven't had any hits and because I haven't had any hits, I feel like, oh, I'm failing. I'm not failing. I'm taking swings and it's it's hard to make things work. That's why we're here. It's why we're doing this. Um, I've been doing more freelancing than I want to, but freelancing builds my confidence and I get to meet more people and build relationships and make money, which is great. But I don't seem to be getting closer to my goal in a measurable way. I mean, maybe you could say like you have to keep taking, you're gonna have to take 200 swings. So start taking swings. And maybe that gets me closer. I don't know. But I look at this and think, I want to, I want to get closer and I've been ignoring Rob Walling for, for so long <laughs> that maybe I need to take a different tack and maybe stair-stepping in this case is a good idea.
0: Well, I mean, I mean, you, you do have like the Amazon seller product, like it's sort of, it. I mean, you you have a prototype, so it, the ball's kind of in their court now. It's not like you're not doing anything. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm not sitting on my hands. certainly. Yeah. So there's the Chrome extension. So what's... Like, what's the status on that? You you showed you have a few people that used it, okay. So like, does it? So like, what's you said? The feedback is not good.
1: Yeah, the feedback I've got so far is that um, it's not as frictionless as I hoped it would be. So one thing that I wanted to do was I wanted to just be able to like Command T, open a new tab, start typing, and get the results for both. Okay, and you can't do that inside of Chrome. You can add a hotkey. So, for example, you can type, my hotkey is Q, so you can type Q space or Q tab and then type something. And then it hands control of the Omnibox over to my, of the search bar over to my extension. So it'll take that search string and search in both. Um, and that's great. The results I get back are a little bit mixed. So, uh, like right now, part of the problem is because the results stream from GPT uh, and you have Google on the side, uh, it the the UI responds too quickly to the it to the actions you take. So right now, what I do is I just have a split screen between the two, uh, and then if you click on the Google results, it just full screens the Google results or navigates you over to the Google results. And I uh, the feedback that I'm getting is that like, actually that's not good, uh, or it's it's too quick. It, it's too qu- it's too quickly narrowing you down to um, to to Google to the Google results. Um, and it's like how do we create a more blended experience? So it could be that's what like Bard like people if you're interested in Bard or Bing, kind of interleaving the results with between one another, but that's just not been the experience that I've that, that experience hasn't been great okay. for me. I, I've used Bard and Bing and like I use GPT for very specific tasks. Like I use it for things like generate me some code or do this or do that. Um and like, yeah, like hyper specific tasks, not like tell me about armadillos or something. Like I can Google armadillos and, and, and get all the information I need. <laughs> I can go right to Wikipedia to learn all about armadillos. <laughs> so I guess the experiment that I've had so far is just not working out uh, in terms of search.
0: Okay. So like what's, what's the next step?
1: I guess the next step is either play with the experience to try to get it closer to what I'm thinking about. Or okay, well, first of all, there's always like just kill kill the thing. That's always on the on the table. So aside from killing it, it's work more on refining the experience to create a better dual search or create a better yeah it, it, to create a more like developer friendly search, which is what my goal has always been.
0: Okay, well, because it seems it seems premature to kill it. I think. Yeah, I think so too. Like this is normal. Like you you have an idea, you have proof of concept, you share it with people. And they come back and say, "Yeah, it doesn't deliver what it promised, but you note know that they were still interested in what it promised, like, so all right, can i can I make it closer to what it promises? Because that could be your stair step approach, like first project
1: yeah, so right now, uh, I'm just not a designer, so I find the design aspect difficult, but that's okay it's it, it's not about it being beautifully designed, it's just about it working the way that. Um, that people expect it to, or the way people want.
0: Yeah, I mean, ChatGPT is not beautiful. <laughs> no,
1: it's not. Did you see, by the way, that ChatGPT launched the like uh, contextual de- default prompts?
0: Yeah, I don't know the name for it, but like, I, I I'm no longer using ChatGPT, like because <gasps> I like <laughs> I unsubscribed from the from the pro, and so I've been using uh, better GPT, I think where you where you provide your own API key and just yeah. So yeah, I haven't gone back to try any of the new things they've added.
1: Cuz yeah, it's the very similar feature to what I've been talking about of just like you set what the system prompt is beforehand and that'll color all the responses that you get rather than have it be just a a default helpful assistant. Now okay. it's like, "Oh, I'm a programmer and I need more code-oriented solutions or something." And all you can right. have that be the default prompt.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's interesting but like I, like i told you when i tested your plugin it's like i have different contexts right like I, I don't just want one default i don't want to change the default i have like i want to have five different defaults and very quickly like start typing and tell it which one to use and so maybe it's not a chrome extension you should be building it's more of a like an app that's that's omnipresent for the os that you're using like so you do a hotkey and it just pops up you can start typing Hit one of the pre, pre- the presets and it uses that prompt.
1: So yeah, so all that to say, that's the status of the Chrome extension. I've got some I've got some potential improvements that I can make, and the project is now after porting it over to TypeScript is now in a position where I can actually make those
0: changes way simpler. Okay, because yeah, because that could be the free thing that you drive traffic to. I still I mean I'm I still think the the render blog is is a good idea. Like you create, you already created the Reddit because there was there wasn't one, uh, so it still seems to be early, like to be to become an authority uh, on Render.
1: So yeah, like I yeah already I've got some. Uh, I was trying out there. Um, they just launched. They never had the ability to pull containers from a registry, and they just launched it as a beta feature, and their documentation isn't quite up to par. So. When I deployed the e-commerce application, I did it through their, through through the through a container registry. So okay. I got to like stumble through all of the problems, and already I'm just like, oh, they're missing this from their documentation, or like, oh, it'd be good to know X and Y actually. And then I stumbled onto a couple other things, and I'm like, oh yeah, of course, like that's that's not clear in their documentation. They should they should do this and that. Like they should be telling you more about this link and this link.
0: Right? Yeah. No, that sounds like. That sounds like a good side project.
1: Yeah, because it kind of sounds like maybe I a good goal would be try to come up with X posts or solutions or things a week and just be doing that kind of constantly and learning more about... Yeah, like I don't know much about... I mean, I I guess I I technically understand what SEO is. Like I understand it from a technical aspect and how much goes into... Uh, you know, why people do it and, and what's going on under the hood. But a big part of me doesn't understand, like I've never used hrefs or SEMrush or anything like that to think like, oh, how should I be structuring my blog so that I can get traffic or I can, that when people search things, they find me, things like that. I've never even, I've never done that before. So it could be a useful skill to begin learning
0: and applying. It does sound that there is a difference between content marketing and SEO between like, content marketing and SEO. Like, yes, content marketing can also serve SEO. You know, your stuff will get discovered by search engines, but often content marketing is more about you're creating something that you can share that that might have some virality to it. also like, you're creating content that people are gonna consume, so it doesn't have to be SEO.
1: Right, well, yeah, because not all content marketing is necessarily good SEO content. Maybe it's be- it's good for sharing on LinkedIn or something because it's punchy. Exactly. And less because it's very targeted towards something that a search engine would, would like.
0: Yeah. And some stuff you do for SEO is not at all interesting content like that you would share anywhere. It's, it's just keyword stuffing. So yeah, I would do... So right. SEO is, is long. It takes a while. So I think I would concentrate more on content. Like what are articles that you can share that you can start getting traffic to with a call to action to maybe lead to a newsletter, which is just, just a way for people to, to subscribe to to your RSS feed. The zoomers who don't know what RSS is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And maybe like, you know, set criteria for this experiment. Like I'm going to, I'm going to write five articles, like one a week or one every two weeks. So you create the article and then you spend the whole week sharing it everywhere. And then, yeah, have a a goal. Like, what's, what's the goal after those five weeks? What's the sign that you should keep going? What's the sign that maybe you just leave it there and let SEO do its part now?
1: Okay. So I'm going to need to take some time and think about what, if I think about this as an experiment, what a good signal is. And how long I'm willing to wait. And
0: yeah. Yeah. Cause SEO is slow, so it's going to be hard to, you could say, oh yeah, I'm going to create five pieces of content for SEO. Right. And then wait six months. <laughs> yeah. As for if it's purely content marketing, then it's like, yeah, I'm going to create a blog post per week and share it everywhere. And, and I got a call to action at the end to people to sign up to a newsletter and then, yeah. It'll be just put Google Analytics on and measure how how many people actually stay on the page for five minutes to to read it. Right. Yeah, fair. Or how many people sign up to the newsletter. So, you know, you have like an idea of like what success would look like.
1: Yeah, I guess I have a difficult time with this because I don't know how to temper my expectations. Like in terms of, I guess at this point, I can only think about absolute numbers, but I guess absolute numbers are always going to be Based around the, the the amount of people searching for things. Like if there were a million searches a month for render related stuff, then I could say something like, "Well, if based on that, like if I can't get ten people on a mailing list, I'm either writing about the wrong topics, or or p- the people aren't seeing what I'm writing. I, I don't know. Like there's some there's some questions you can ask there.
0: Yeah, that's true. If you were doing this SD the SEO approach, true. But if you're doing if you're creating content to share it and have people share it, that's you can start measuring that immediately, right? If I share something on Hacker News, I have this many people actually come and read it or share it on Reddit. It's how many people I want, yeah. Like, how many people would you like to after sharing it everywhere, having having actually read the article So whatever that criteria is, and like spending five minutes on the page? Like, what makes it worth your time? Okay, so yeah, that should you know. You should have a gut feeling, of like what makes it worth it. Like, is it five people, 50, 500, 5,000? 5, yeah,
1: I guess that'll be a, f- a factor of how many watering holes I can find. Because I remember I went through this exercise before of trying to find watering holes, and I didn't have a lot of luck. But I mean, there is a support forum, and it's very busy. Like, there's there's always stuff going on in their support forum. Um, so taking a closer look and trying to help people. I've also contributed, I mean, I've contributed documentation to their uh, To their GitHub, uh, they have a uh, an open source CLI tool, and I've contributed code to it, and I've responded to a couple of issues that people okay. have. So I could continue to do that and use that as as a as a means of yeah finding questions to answer, things like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's different than trying to find watering holes to to get people to try your your product. Like you know, a lot of people they they. They smell right away, oh, wait, this is sales, like, especially on Reddit, <laughs> but sharing an article and there's no obvious, like, sell, like, you're not selling something.
1: Yeah. Sharing information is something that's a little easier for me. Um, yeah. Cause it's so innocuous of just like, yeah, you know, I could put up a link and say, go here, check this out. But a, a lot of it is like posting like a concise version of the post with a link to the post. Like, yeah, I feel very comfortable with that.
0: Yep. Yeah, that'd be a good, it's a good exercise good I, guess, I don't know, I don't know if it's the staircase approach because you're not selling something but you' you're you're basically testing a market and testing uh, marketing channels like it's like people who use Reddit who sorry who use render and then you can figure out later all right this seems to work what can I sell what can I build for them what problem is render not solving a lot spoiler spoiler <laughs> a lot Eventually render might have a marketplace. So you'll be well positioned to be one of the first apps there.
1: I don't have anything else, so I'm good to wrap up here. If you are, but do you have yeah. anything
0: else? No, that's an, that's enough. Okay, <laughs> tapping out. We got we got to keep stuff for episode 101.
1: Yeah, seriously, cool man. Well, it's good to see your face.
0: Yeah. All right, I'm gonna take off then. Awesome. All right, man. See you next. See you next time. Catch you later.